Welcome to episode 107 of The Kraken Pod, a podcast for Seattle Kraken fans, those new and old to hockey and hockey fans looking to have fun. Along with you, we try to go into what lies beneath when it comes to everything Seattle Kraken and the NHL. We are so back. The Kraken Pod is back. And the Kraken are so mid. Playoffs? Playoffs! Playoffs. Bonus. How the heck... In the Kraken reaction, we'll explain how the heck do people smuggle octopi into hockey games. NHL news, Bedard is back. No dumb questions. When a player breaks his stick, is he allowed to use his skate to mess with the puck? That's from Shannon. We'll explain. And our three stars of the week, we've got Mardi Gras. There's Disney. There's so much to catch up on. I had a Joey party moment during Mardi Gras. That will be explained. Let's get to it. Episode 107 of The Kraken Pod. Let's go. What's up? My name is Jeff Januzic, and this is my friend and co-host, Joey Cirillo. How are you, man? I am doing good. It's good to see you. It's yeah. been a couple of weeks. It has. I came out of Mardi Gras. You just teased something that I had no idea about. Apparently, you had a Joey Mardi Gras moment, so I'm excited to hear about that. Yep. I don't know I don't know if you're saving it for our three stars of the week, so I don't know if you want to get into it now. We're off the top. Completely up to you. Um, uh, I'm going to save it. I'm going to save it to okay. the end. Okay. Yep. A little teaser then. Encouraging people to listen for more than 30 seconds. All maybe right. I'll have... Maybe I'll have a... Maybe I won't explain it. That's something I don't. It's a little bit of a okay. the dark, the dark side, the Gemini oh, the, side. Oh yeah, okay. Like the, the, the days of you, uh, like in Arkansas, Jeff. Okay, yeah. I like June, it. June June birthday. I'm a Gemini. Definitely. I don't know what that means, but I'm rolling with it. The, but yeah, the man, twins, baby. The two sides, the other okay. side of Jeff. Oh, like the Jekyll and Hyde. Yeah, I tell mm-hmm. people I mm-hmm. have that side of me too, uh, as well. Like sober Joey, you know, I'm like I'm productive. I get work done. I work out. I eat pretty healthy during the week. You get like two beers in me and it's like a whole different fucking animal. So anyways, I, I feel you on that. But yeah, man, like Mardi Gras survived, took almost a week to recover despite having the most low key Mardi Gras I've ever had. Um, and I'll, I'll get into that in the three stars of the week. You took the fam to Disney back from that house things are moving you're in the middle of a move so we just have literally eight million moving parts right now but we're back the kraken are back kind of not really and uh and here we are man it's good to see you again yeah it's you know spring is hitting here in louisiana um and you know if you're listening elsewhere where spring doesn't hit till may or april Mm -hmm. uh it's starting to get it's turned a corner now we're looking at 70 degree days sun all the good things. So I feel the rebirth, you know, the, the Mardi Gras incident was kind of like a rebirth of everything. And I'm excited about it. So nice. um, I was getting blackout drunk and just hit reset. (laughs) Yeah. That's a good summary. That is after that is the best summary right there. And uh, the hard drive, Jeff, you just wiped your hard drive. You're like, all right. And I, by the way, I noticed your energy yesterday when I was texting you like, Hey, wouldn't you want to, you know, get together and I won't say what your responses were, but like your enthusiasm and energy, I was expecting you to just be like, hey, I'll, I'll be available here. But you were like, we're going to do this. And I have plans for that. I've been asking around about this. I was like, holy shit, man, this fucking energy right now is palpable. Like I'm liking where your head's at right now. No, I really did. I feel like I killed the old Jeff. Uh and the old Jeff was cool. I mean, obviously very cool. Um, but like <laughs> the coolest, I would say. I was cool with the old Jeff, but I like I'm just very focused on a lot of good things, the, the important things in, in my life. And the you know, the Kraken pot just barely you and the Kraken pot just barely makes it above that threshold into the important thing. I, Bare, I, I, like I fucking barely. Yeah, barely. I, know. I thought we're like a bubble team on the outside. It's fine. But it's there. It's there. So I'm ex- I am excited and the energy is there. Now here's the deal. The new Jeff is actually going to deliver on some things, right? So oh. there's always always enthusiasm, always like, you know, ideas, but now it's time to to deliver. Let's Execute. go. Okay. Execute. Yeah. So, well, let me let's know. Talk I'm like, hockey. A, like a like a sniper. Like let me know what I can do. Just point me in in a direction. I'll just start shooting. So, you no, know. No, I'm 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 ready to rock. So, look, it's been a long time we have not talked Kraken hockey in a very long time. Let's talk about the Kraken. It's time for your Kraken reaction. 
So, dude, like, where yes. did we last leave the Seattle Kraken? When's the Ooh. last time we talked about them? I don't remember. I think it was the inaugural season because I feel like I wiped my hard drive <laughs> that far back. I mean, holy shit. I really had to to do some digging um, because – and you and I were transparent. We're like, listen, Mardi Gras and, you know, a lot of individuals listening right now have probably never experienced Mardi Gras. And it really does warp your environment, everything – obviously everything around you, time and space. I mean – legitimately you have a hard time knowing what day it is um nothing makes sense a lot of stuff is closed down it's hard to drive anywhere like i mean it's anyways you get kind of sucked into this vortex of just awesomeness and uh you and i are just out there wiping our hard drives in public so yeah man like i i went back so i went back to last monday at new jersey uh, is where we left off for this Seattle Kraken. And I'll just get into it right now. The Kraken lost that game. It was 3-1. And at this point in the season, and this is right after the All-Star break, obviously, but this is the third straight loss for Seattle. Uh, Jack Hughes had a good game, but unfortunately played for the wrong fucking team. He had a goal and assist on us. <laughs> and uh, just bad luck for the Kraken. I don't know what it is. It's the second year in a row where we have seen an injury right after the All-Star break. Last year, it was Bubble Boy Burakovsky against the Islanders. Uh, and this time it's against New Jersey. Something about being on the East Coast after the All-Star break um, does not bode well for the Seattle Kraken. Uh, Dumoulin collided with Meyer in the first period. He exits the game, lower body industry. Uh, and over the past 11 games, at this point, the Kraken are 3-7-1. and one. That's, that's, that's all I got. You're just nodding at me. <laughs> you know, the Devils are fighting for a playoff spot. It's, yeah. a, it's a tight race for them. They're They're looking into a wild card spot right now. So, you know, they've had their moments that they were coming into that game looking pretty good. They had been scoring and, and starting to get better. Um, they struggled for a while. And I, w- what happened is what I feared is they used us as their, you know, catapult into let's get back into this thing. And they did it and they came in and they just made it happen. And obviously, you know, the jokes were shaking off the rust from the all-star break and the, the beach sand and the hangovers and all that sort of stuff. Um, but also, too, it was uh, the first game of a back-to-back because we had to play against the Islanders um, the next night. And the Isles are typically uh, a good rebound for us, as they were. Yeah, and, and it was great. Solid uh, tee up there. The Kraken went 2-1 in the shootout. Uh, Benier scores five twenty seven into the first period. Um, he actually beat Sorkin on his, on his blocker side. It was a great goal for Matty. Good to see him going. Um, and by the way, he's he scores the only goal. Uh, in regulation uh, for the Seattle Kraken. Gru Bauer was solid. His first game back since December 9th. He has 26 saves and keeps the Kraken in the game. And Tomas Tatar, Silky Mitz Tatar, just like you called it, Jeff, he has the lone goal uh, in the shootout for the Kraken to win because, of course, the game went to a shootout. Um, you and I missed it. This game was actually on Mardi Gras Day, and I will get into that in my three stars of the week, but let me tell you, I had one for the record books. That's all, that's all I'm going to say about that. We so look. Basically, this is a tease for you listening. Is yeah. you're going to want to stick around till the end, and we should maybe put a time mark uh, in our description because there's going to be a lot for Joey and I to discuss about Mardi Gras and all the things that happened around that time. So just just put a little pin in that one. So so yeah, I I caught nothing of this game. Absolutely nothing. 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 Now here's something I'm excited about is the the win in Boston. That, that like gave light, like the fire's not out. Mm-hmm. The Boston boys came into Boston and did their thing. Like we, we kind of own Boston a little bit. Yeah. I don't, I don't quite understand why the Seattle Kraken are so good in the garden. No, it's, a, it's an elite NHL team, but I'm not going to ask what I'm just going to accept it. Remember last year's shutout with Martin Jones on that epic road trip uh, series that the Kraken had. Uh, this game, the Kraken end up winning four to one, and like you alluded to, it was the Boston boys that really showed out. And Maddie, um, you know, is starting to get really hot at this point. One goal and two assists on the game. He has three points. Our boy Joey Decor, Pro Joey Podcast, with thirty six saves. And since I know you're a stat man, stat man, stat man, um, he has three point one four goals saved above expected. So. If he plays basically like a normie goalie, Jeff, uh, in layman's terms, this game's 4-4 heading into overtime. Um, 
And I love this quote from Maddie after the game. He said, Boston kids love coming home to Boston. I know Decord was pumped up. I was pumped up. It was fun to get the win. And also shout out to uh, Eberly, Golden, and Canner, all with goals. That was not part of the Maddie quote. I'm just throwing out. Uh, and that's that's it. Back to what you asked before getting into the Boston breakdown. Yeah. It's it's the Boston love. It's coming to Boston. Not only like, you know, is there a strong tie to, you know, with like Maddie and a lot of the players, Joey Decord being from the area. But also, too, you know, Boston's always a good team. Like in the in the entire ex- existence of the Seattle Kraken, Boston's been one of the t- the teams that, like, oh man, it'd be awesome to beat those guys. So, like, it's easy to get up and get pumped to be yes. for, for like the, those big teams. Like, man, it'd be awesome to get a win, especially too in you know the hometown for a lot of our players. And that's that's one takeaway that I'm I'm liking right now. You know, I don't know, I don't know about the playoffs. Right, I'm Jeff Lasso. Like to be positive. I still believe there's hope. I still have hope. But the one takeaway is Maddie Beneers is starting to figure things out. He's starting to feel healthy. He's starting to make things happen. I like what I'm seeing out of Maddie, and that gives me hope and light for the rest of this season, but obviously just moving forward as a Seattle Kraken fan. So that's awesome. Huge flagship win on the season, really, uh, for the boys in Boston. Flagship win followed by, um, you know, uh, not so surprising letdown. And I want to actually just ask you your overall thoughts on this game because, as everyone knows, we are really a Detroit Red Wings podcast. Totally. I did not know that this game was coming on for us at 2.30 local time, 12.30 Pacific on Monday. So we're recording this. It's Wednesday the 21st on the twenty on the 19th. Uh, the Kraken played the Red Wings at Climate Pledge Arena, or as uh, the ESPN broadcast called it, Climate Pledges Arena. Uh, so we're, we're pledging as pledges to the climates. Um, how did you feel Detroit Red Wings take down this Seattle Kraken our Detroit Red Wings, uh, four to three in overtime. How are you feeling about that? I, I'm annoyed. I'm yeah. annoyed because I really, I felt like the the Kraken, you know, it was a letdown because they they could have beat that team. Yes. Uh, um. You know, I walked away happy because I, I, the Red Wings are going to make playoffs. I believe they're they're holding the second wild card spot right now they're, in the they're, East. Yeah, they're they're a playoff team for sure. And they're but, and they're they're solid. They just keep finding ways to win, like they did in Seattle. But like, I'm annoyed at the boys. I'm I'm more annoyed at the Kraken. Uh, then I am happy for the Detroit Red Wings. You know what I mean? Like, honestly, you know, once we get into playoffs, I don't have to worry about, you know, like my allegiances necessarily because, you know, I believe the Kraken will make the playoffs. I'm still going to stick to that. I think the wow. Wings will make the playoffs. And, you know, Lasso. you know, two different conferences so I can just kind of root openly for, long story short, what I'm saying is like, my Seattle Kraken fandom was way more involved than my Detroit Red Wings fandom mm-hmm. uh, during that game. But, yes, here's, here's, you, you kind of, alluded to this, talked about this just a second ago is the, the two thirty or whatever weird start time. Uh-huh. Uh, so in my entire life, you know, I grew up in Michigan and growing, you, you know, you grew up in the Pacific Northwest and, you know, springtime was always just the best vibes. And it's because, you know, you're coming out of cold and snow and winter and like you finally get into like maybe the 40s or the 50s and you want to wear shorts and the sun actually comes out and it's just a great feeling. And I always equate that with the second half, you know, post all-star of hockey season because playoffs are around the corner. And my point is the schedule starts getting really weird. Yes. Embracing the sunshine, embracing like the, the, um, I think just like the spring aspect, I think the NHL kind of does that a little bit. I don't, I don't know if they have actually thought this out, which I don't think they do, but they just kind of like, you know, more daylight. You're playing a winter sport in the spring where a lot of markets are experiencing warmer weather and the schedule gets to be more daytime friendly. And that comes down to, uh, any sort of federal holiday, like it was President's Day. That's the reason why. Which I also did not know. I had mm. I saw a lot of people were off work, and I'm like, "Fucking go back to your shanties." I'm like, "What's going on over here?" Mm, banks and all that sort of shit. Yeah. That, so yeah. President's Day is 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 that, and this also comes down to 20 years of fantasy hockey. Is I always have to remember in February, March, like, oh man, some there's always weird holidays on a Monday, and I got to make sure I set my roster early because. I always forget about the noon start time. Thanks for reminding me because I'm first in our league, by the way. Also, too, um, I'm probably last. I haven't looked at again. Second season <laughs> in a row. I have not looked at it in months. 
It's just, it is what it is. But anyway, so that that's like your question is, I always, there's no official start to this, but I do have a vibe is after the all-star yes. break. That's when there's a lot of, and it's great. Cause like Saturday afternoons and Sunday afternoons, there's always like a noon game, which is great because you can start watching hockey at, you know, noon, one o'clock, wherever you are, you can crack up a cold one, throw back some beers for veneers at noon on a Saturday. I'm yep. not opposed to that. Obviously. Yep. Um, I, Open the window. The window can actually be open. You know, Louisiana is different, but like, you know, Michigan, like you can actually open the window and get some fresh air in there. It's awesome. Yeah. No, it's nice. I get it. it yeah. It's maybe that's why you feel like you're turning over a new left and a uh, new leaf, new left and new uh, left. and the left, Jeff, you know, um, maple lefts. Exactly. God damn it. Yes, that's exactly it. <laughs> um, But it also bodes well for us, man, because when Monday night came around and I was like, wow. The Kraken have a game today. Not only have they already played, but I've already taken my notes. I'm all caught up. So I'm kind of all for it, even yeah. though I will admit that aside from the Winter Classic, I have not been a fan of the day game. I don't think they bode well for the Kraken. I don't like the sleepy game vibes that are coming off of it. And for this game in particular, again, the Kraken lose 4-3 to three in overtime. I agree they could have won. Um, it's at this point in the season, it is their 11th overtime loss. So, you know, cool that you get the point. But it's 11 points on the table that you have left off. Uh, and, of course, we got some guys going off on us. Patrick Kane gets his 800 career assists. That happened in the first period on Mo Sider's goal. And, God damn, man, like, I just love watching Mo Sider play. He's been awesome. But, dude, Patrick Kane, since coming to Detroit, has essentially averaged a point per game. I mean, the dude has been – he has not missed a single beat. He's actually watching – an interview of his about coming to Detroit and how he just feels like he's skating really well and everything feels good. And he has been a great addition to their team. Uh, Much to my chagrin, Jeff. Um, How about Daniel Sprong, Spronger, not only scoring and getting the retribution against the Seattle Kraken, but no Selly whatsoever, which to me is even more of a middle, like a, like a fuck you to the Seattle Kraken just puts one in back and net and is like, yeah, that's what I do. I'm Daniel Sprong. You should have given me, you know, a, a qualifying offer to offer moving forward. I just to shout out Father Canner. He has two goals. Uh, he leads the team with 24. 10 goals in his past 14 games. So, Jeff, if you're last in our fantasy hockey league, I would say grab Father Canner. He's probably not available. Um, since the nine-game winning streak, uh, the Seattle Kraken are 4-7-2. A couple of quick notes. I think that was a sign of respect from Sprongs. I I don't know. He seems uh, maybe, maybe because he was he was you know in the pregame skate he was you know talking to some boys he was he was giving them looks you know mm-hmm. they saluted him the, the Kraken saluted him yeah you know on on the jumbotron I think that was a little more respect. That's my I could be totally wrong there, but that's just that's my take. I think it's a perfect play because we'll never know. And if it were me, I think the the no selly selly is the best move to do. Because if I score that goal against my former team in their barn, I'm probably just skating away and just like staring at the crowd. Like, yeah, y'all gave me away. And by the way, I saw a handful of comments online when he scored of just people talking about the game being like, I don't know why the Seattle Kraken gave up this guy. Like, he was really good with the team. Well, we know why. You and I had this conversation. We talked to Piper Shaw about it specifically. There are some. I don't want to call them issues, but he's a a man that runs kind of hot. He's got some two to him. The Seattle Kraken do not want players like that in their organization. Now, I disagree with that. I want guys that have a little bit of a fuck you attitude to them. However, that can also spill over to like the offseason incident he had when he allegedly punched a race car driver, blah, blah, blah. All mm-hmm. I'm saying is that mm-hmm. Piper Shaw specifically talked about it. Uh, Daniel Sprong runs kind of hot, and the Kraken did not want him in the organization and as a result did not offer him, hence why he is a Detroit Red Wing and doing very well for them. He is. He's, he is the same exact player he was for us. The other thing that I wanted to bring up was the octopus that hit the ice at yes. Pledge Arena. Let's please talk about this. One thing is if you if you follow and mess with us on X, just 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 remember like Twitter. all yeah, Twitter. <laughs> if you are on the Twitter and you follow us, thank you. Number one. Number two is I think most people know, but there's probably like 
30% of our followers that don't is everything. Most you can always filter what we say on Twitter through the sarcastic as fuck filter, right? Like we're being sarcastic and you, you, you can't, you put out a tweet about the octopus hitting the ice. Cause we're a Detroit Rivings podcast, which kind yes. of fired up a lot of people, which is funny. <laughs> I, I appreciated that. Good job. Thank Super you. funny. Um, but there's a lot of questions of how do people smuggle an octopus into the hockey game? Yes. To get it out there on the ice and real quick, the octopus back in the day, the tradition was this is it took eight wins to win the Stanley cup when you got into the playoffs. And this started in Detroit because there was a fish market and the, the guy who owned the fish market brought an octopus and threw it out there. Eight wins. Da, 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 that's it. That's what the octopus represents. Now, how do you get it in there? People are like, you put it in your pants. What do you do? Kind of. Yeah. Like you just, you know, I, I have a picture that I found and I'll tweet this, put it out there. And it is a dude who's smuggling an octopi into the game. And what he's done is he's got a, he's got it obviously in a bag, right? So there's no octopus juice flying around. And then he basically saran wraps it to his belly. So he, are, we, are you serious? Yeah, I have the picture. <laughs> I'll show you. I'll show you. So that's basically it is like, it's literally keep it in a bag. So it doesn't leak you know, after you get it from the fish market, then you're going to somehow secure it to your body so that you, you know, are not, you know, it's not leaking or whatever it might be. And then you get it in and then you unwrap in the bathroom and you have it and you're good. So I'm once super, you, Oh, sorry, go ahead. I didn't know. I'll, I'll say once you get through security, you're good. So you're going to go unwrap that beast and just have that bag at your feet. And you know, there you go. I'm sure there's probably, a, a thousand undocumented ways of getting an octopus into the arena. Yeah. You're not going to shove a live octopi or well deceased, uh, you know, down your pants and just pray for the best. Can you imagine working security and patting someone down? You have a dead octopus strapped to their stomach, like a fucking bomb. Like, now, that's one shit. thing I, I don't know is like, I don't know how that I'm sure there's been some security people that have looked the other way. I mean, there's been a lot of octopi tossed on the ice in Detroit. And I'm of looking course, the other way. I don't want to be the security individual that has to you know confiscate an octopus if anything i want to be like you know what i have a feeling i know what this person's going to do with this i want to watch that happen i want to see what goes down we need to find some security folks from detroit who could tell us like what they're do they look the other way maybe we do like a you know like a uh, disguise voice like i work security for <laughs> the detroit red wings organization i allow it somebody slips me a uh six pack of labat blue and i let them through like i would we should do that but also just do video but we don't blur out their face so <laughs> you know just alter their voice no con content idea <laughs> we should totally just do that uh-huh make it up just like you know we'll like just black us out and it'll be one of us doing it and just we'll talk like we're security people and just make a bunch of jokes that's totally going on the idea list all right we're doing it i like right. it i think I that's like a great it. idea it's a fantastic right. idea so no, here's where we stand. Well, go ahead. By the way, I was gonna say I I am surprised that there has not been a Seattle Kraken fan that has decided to eat their own fish prior to a game. I'm legitimately surprised by that. I mean, like Pike Place Market plus other fish. I mean, like there's options around you to get yourself a fish. You know, put it in a baggie, wrap it to the belly, walk into CPA, and just you know eat your own fish onto the ice. I'm just saying, man. I guarantee somebody has maybe thought about it or at least maybe gotten in in there or tried to get in there and got it confiscated. I mean, that it does make sense. I mean, they literally eat the salmon, the stuffed salmon at the end of the game. I, I think if there is a flagship win, maybe somebody should be thinking of that. I'm not saying the Kraken pod wants you to do this, but yeah, if, you, yes. if you do it, okay, we're going to claim that it was our idea, but we had nothing to do with the actual process so if you get arrested it's not our fault but the yes. idea was ours so if you do it thank you for doing it but yeah. if you get arrested not our fault I don't we're not telling you to do it but also no. do welcome. it and we'll claim it the idea yes. yeah. but then we'll apologize and say we told that fan not to if do you that. want like a beers for veneers t-shirt but don't do it because we're telling you to because we're not don't te don't tell the person your name is joey cirillo son of a bitch the address is 126 <laughs> New Orleans Street, New Orleans, Louisiana. 
There you go. Okay. I hope that people pull that up when it's like a random, like a, like a shell station or something. Yeah, it probably <laughs> exists. Or a fish market. All right. Anyway, so we've, where, we've, where are we at the standings? What? How are things looking right now? Standings wise, here's this. Okay, so we are still three points out of a wild card spot. It is a race. There are literally one, two, three, four, five, six, you know, seven ish if you count the Coyotes teams vying for a wild card spot. Currently, we are three points behind really the Blues and the Preds who are kind of tied for that last wild card spot with 60 points. We've got 57 points. We're 23, 21, and 11. And again, I think the story of the season is what you alluded to, Joey, and what I'm disappointed in in that Detroit game is losing You know, the overtime games. Those are, those are now must wins. You've got to find a way to, to have a better strategy in overtime and in the shootout. Or just not get to overtime in general. I agree. Uh-huh, exactly. I, I, I do think that's gonna that's a talent issue. We need more. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Trade deadlines around the corner. Yep. So the crap they we've got a shot. We're right there. We're mid. We're mid. We're right there, but they've got to start really pushing here. So there's some there's some highlights. There's some good positive vibes going on right now. One thing that was really interesting to me was I did look up, I wanted to know, like since you know, basically for February, who who's who's leading the team in terms of points and just production. And of course we know like anybody could just guess without knowing any stats at all. Well, Jared McCann has got to be at the top and he, he is five games played so far in February and he's got six points, four goals, two assists. He's just, he's just the best Jared McCann. 10 goals in 14 games. I mean, the guy is, has been on an absolute heater and uh, shout yep. out to Father Canner, yep. just blessing everyone. Welcome to the church of Jared. Cause the guy's yep. fucking unbelievable. Yep. So uh, Maddie Beneers, though, like we talked about, love to see that he's starting to figure things out. Uh, yep. Four points in five games and here in February, looking great, spending a lot more time on ice. Uh, Will Borgen, Borgie, yeah, he he's got three points. Yeah, yep. So looking pretty game. good. Yeah. Dunner, we need some more from Dunner. Dunner's been a little quiet. Um, he's only got three points him. in the past. I know. We need Dunner to step it up. Um, one thing that, you know, and we're kind of talking about NHL notes here real quick is uh Wenny. You know, Wenny's been in, in on the he's kind of in the talks, the trade talks. He's kind of like in the rumor mm, mill. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have seen that. I saw yesterday a headline that talked about maybe the Rangers looking at Wenny, right? What? Uh-huh. The Rangers looking to add somebody like him to the roster. So you know we're getting close to the trade deadline. You know, it's around the corner. So uh, it's happening here in March, I think. They yeah, it's March. I think I think the crack. I I feel like, and I I say this every year, so I'm just going to keep it up. I feel like the Kraken are going to make like a not a huge move, but I'd say like a mid to bigger move. Okay, that's fair. I thought you're I thought you're about to go full uh, Jeff Lasso on me because where my head is at again, I never took my my finger off the panic button. It's still there. This team has. Mm-hmm. only continue to show me exactly who they are. And I mm-hmm. do not believe that they are a playoff team. Please prove me wrong, uh, Seattle Kraken. By the way, next three games, not any easier. Vancouver, Minnesota, Boston, mm-hmm. all at home. Mm-hmm. But playing at home has really done nothing for the Seattle Kraken. So there's not really like a home ice advantage over there. But three really good teams coming in uh, starting tomorrow night, Thursday, uh, Vancouver. So there you go. Chris Tanev, he's he's a hot free agent defenseman. How, Dude, defenseman. yeah, and that rumor around him playing with his brother, I swear to God, has been floating around for like three fucking months now. At some point, I don't know. I, I do believe, I, I actually do agree with you. I think there is a small to mid-ish move that will, that will I don't want to say really, but like will that will improve this team possibly maybe hopefully getting them over the hump that they need in order to make the playoffs. I'm not sure what that move looks like right now. There's also been a lot of uh, Jordan Eberly talk. I'm not sure if you noticed that, but he basically stated that he wants to remain a Seattle Kraken and his goal is to help this franchise obviously win, win the whole thing. Um, but they have not had any talks as of yet about extending him beyond this season, but he has been public about like, this is where he wants to be. So that is a total coin flip as to whether uh, Eberly is with the organization moving forward. Noah Hannafin, who also plays for the, the flames and uh, is a great defenseman. He's been scoring a lot of points. He's, he's a little more offensive. Uh, 
that'd be kind of cool. We'll see what happens there. Yes. Um, you know, a lot of goalies around the league looking to make some moves here. Um, obviously the Kraken don't really need to make any moves there. Although interesting thing is, uh, it looks like, um, Marc-Andre Fleury, right? He might be moving cause he's a free agent. It might be kind of cool to have somebody with all that, you know, probably very cheap and also to more of like a, a leader in the locker room. But like, why would you do that? I don't, I don't see that happening but that just kind of need to think about because i think and we've talked about this the kraken have shown them that they're they're a vibes team we're a vibes you know podcast that's how we roll um i I think the kraken are a vibes team they find the right fit for the team when it comes to the vibes as you mentioned sprongs i think sprongs is gone because his vibes were not right for the team and i I think so maybe maybe there's some vibes trades going on i don't know but i would like some talent I would like some talent. That'd be nice. Yeah, some talent would be nice. Uh, it is what it is. March 8th, Friday, March 8th is the trade deadline. So just over two weeks away from the NHL trade trade deadline. I would like to see the Kraken doing something. Yeah, I agree. Could not agree with you more. Um, I still think the Kraken are buyers more than sellers at the mm-hmm. trade deadline. So I'm curious to see what Ronnie Francis does. WWRD and Ronnie We Trust, the Ron father. Yep. Yep. Uh, around the NHL, um, you know, the, the playoff race is heating up. You know, it's it's getting more and more exciting. Connor Bedard is back. Um, I don't know the exact stat line. He but he, what happened? Did, would he go somewhere? Did he go to Disney? Were you with Disney? I Were was. You with him at Disney? I was. I was with him at Disney. Um, I did see, I actually, in the past couple of weeks, I have seen some Chicago Blackhawks fans just out and about wearing Blackhawks gear. And um, like not not like that dude who you know set the bar for Blackhawks fan for us uh, years ago in New Orleans, but uh, nice people, and they're all excited about Connor Bedard, which is pretty cool. Um, but he's been he's been back and he's been tearing things up since he's been back. He's got like six or seven points in like the three games he's been back since he had his injury. So he's right back on pace to you know be the rookie of the year, which is pretty cool. So I, 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 I am excited to see Connor Bedard do his thing. You were right he, about that, by the way. You were right. I was wrong. Which you know, hell yeah, your three favorite words. So yes, uh, no, I I was wrong on that. I did not think that he would be back this early. He comes back like scores a goal. I'm like this fucking kid, man, unbelievable. Yeah, yeah he's hey, look, he's got the full face shield, and he's also keeping his head up. <laughs> so he's yes. gonna be he's gonna be looking out for that shit. But yeah, um, you know, it's it's good to see him back. It's good for the league. It's exciting. Oh, also too, this weekend, kind of interesting, because um, again, Detroit Red Wings podcast, uh, we've got the Red Wings in Chicago on Saturday. They're uh-huh. gonna, Chicago, the Blackhawks are going to retire uh, Chris Chelios's jersey, and he played a long time for the Red Wings too, won some Stanley Cups. So he's kind of a, you know, he's a big Red Wings dude too, so it makes sense to retire that night because both teams are celebrating him. Uh, but also it's Patrick Kane's first return as a Red Wing to Chicago. So there's a lot of cool storylines there to watch this weekend. So there's some NHL news for you. I like it. I'm into it. Yep. Um, all right. So I'm here's what I'm thinking for my good vibes only parlay. That's going to happen tomorrow night, Vancouver, the, the, the Canucks lost last night to, to Colorado. Um, the Canucks gave up 10 goals on Monday. Um, so I don't know what we're going to get from this team. I don't know what to expect, but I'm pretty certain my good vibes only parlay with the DraftKings Sportsbook app is going to include a goal from your boy, Father Canner. It's just got to happen. Ride right? the so, hot hand. You never walk away from a heater. I like no. I like where your head's at. No, that's what I'm going to do. I'm just, nice and simple. Good vibes parlay. Um, I tried to play some bets when I was in Florida at Disney in Orlando. Guess what? Couldn't do it there. Watch out. There's certain states. You you know, DraftKings Sportsbook, wherever available. But I'm black, back in Louisiana. I'm excited. I'm ready to make some bets with the DraftKings Sportsbook app. And you should do it, too. You know, there's so many different sports out there. You know, obviously, football's done and baseball hasn't started yet. We're deep into hockey season, basketball, too. But there's a million different sports you can bet on. And you can bet a dollar. You can bet whatever you want. There's so many cool ways to make bonus money too, uh, with like bonus bets. It's really, really fun. I love it. You'll love it too. Download the app now and use the code THPN for the Hockey Podcast Network. THPN. New customers can get 150 bucks instantly in bonus bets for betting just five dollars on hockey. Code THPN only on DraftKings Sportsbook, official sports betting partner of the NHL. The crown is yours. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. And if you've got a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit 1-800-GAMBLER.com.
net and see our show notes for all the details. Now, if you're listening to the pod or you're listening to some tunes, you're feeling the springtime, you're getting out, you're doing chores, you're running errands, you know, you're maybe moving like me and you want to listen to some jams, you should totally look into our friends with Raycon. Raycon wireless earbuds. They are awesome. Audio is fantastic. Battery life's fantastic. They're cheap as in like cost effective, not cheaply made because the tech's fantastic, right? Um, you're not going to spend what you'd spend on the fruit brand. And there's, a, in my opinion, a lot of problems with the fruit brand earbuds, right? Bananas. But it Very bananas. Thank you for that. Don't say the other word. Don't say the other fruit. Okay. <laughs> Don't do it. Um, but Raycon wireless earbuds, you should totally look into this and, and you should check it out. Now they have anything audio. Raycon makes awesome audio and they back it up with all these guarantees, money back, and they've got amazing reviews. Um, check them out. And we've got a sweet offer for you too to get a deal. Go to buyraycon.com slash THPN. So that's buy, like I'm going to buy it. Buyraycon.com slash THPN. And you'll get 15% off your Raycon order. So that's buyraycon.com slash THPN. Get 15% off buyraycon.com slash THPN. All right, note of questions. Obviously, this has been a while since we've done one of these, but we got a good one. If you have a question you feel like is a dumb question involving hockey and you're afraid to ask other podcasts, and you should be because they'll shame you for that. And I don't know why, but we won't. We're idiots. You're not an idiot. You just want to know. Share it with us in no dumb questions. So what is our no dumb question question this week, Joey? Excuse me. I'd like to ask you a few questions. Our no dumb question question this week comes from Shannon at the bookish Foxy Mama on Instagram. So shout out to Shannon. What a name, right? On the gram. You kind of know exactly what you're getting into. I respect it. Um, So here's the question. When a player breaks his stick, is he allowed to use his skate to maneuver the puck? Also, you have the details. You have the details. But I'm so, I have the my details. answer is yes. My answer is yes. Yeah, I mean, so essentially, yeah. So if you want to get real nerdy with it, uh, NHL rule book, uh, part 10.3, broken stick. Uh, a player whose stick is broken may, pati- may participate in the game provided he drops the broken stick. A minor penalty shall be imposed for an infraction of this rule. So it says nothing about um, the inability to use his skate in order to maneuver the puck. Uh, but he has to drop the stick. If not, a uh, two-minute minor uh, for playing with a broken stick will happen. Uh, refs actually miss this all the time for some reason. And the reason for that being, by the way, is because you cannot pick up um, the broken stick because you could injure yourself or someone else or both. Uh, basically, what happens is you have like a shard of a stick in your hands, and then you get checked, and then let your mind do the rest. And it's not going to be good. So it's all for player safety, which I completely agree with. Um, so when it comes to using uh, the skate directly, there's again, there's nothing against it as far as directing the puck. In fact, uh, I made a note of this, but Jeff, this happens all the time in normal game play where you will see a player kind of uh, redirect a puck to their stick uh, via their skate or use their skate to like help control things, which, by the way, I always think is incredibly impressive when they're moving at full speed. I'm like, how the hell do you have? Uh, I don't know, like the foot eye coordination to pull something like that off, but it happens all the time in normal gameplay. With that being said, this game happens so fast that the reality of a player just basically skating around the ice and using their skate to maneuver the puck is not happening. Um, it's just not happening. There's too many, you know, professional NHL skaters surrounding that individual who have sticks in their hand um, who will just take that away from you. And When it comes to scoring, a player cannot intentionally direct the puck to the net via their skate, a.k.a. a kicking motion. So while you may use your skate, you cannot use it to assist in scoring a goal. And I don't remember what team it was against, but this actually happened in a Seattle Kraken game. Um, So there you go. There's your answer. Yeah, there's always a debate, you know, because you can redirect the puck. Yes. But, like, I think players are just make really... make it look not intentional. Like, oh, yeah. my foot was at a particular angle. It's like, well, you can clearly see that you actually kind of kicked it out there a little bit, hence the yeah. kicking motion. It comes down to that, that kicking motion. If that's there, then it's not going to count. But if you're just like, oh, look, let me let me twist my skate this way real quickly and, and do it. And also, too, you know, that's that's why a lot of players will warm up and you see this, the Kraken do this, like warm up in the tunnel 
by kicking a soccer ball around. And yes. they, you know, they try to basically, you know, they're practicing cheating. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. No, for sure. So that's a really fantastic question. Thank you, uh, Shannon, at the bookish Foxy Mama for that one. All right. So three stars of the week. This is where Joey and I break down, you know, the, the stuff that's been going on in our life. And we rank, we rank it in three stars of the week. So um, I know Joey's got some epic stuff to talk about. So do I with Mardi Gras and all the different things. But I'm going to start real quick with um, this book that I, I, I read and I listened to the audio book, but I also uh, bought the book just so I can have it for reference. It's called Never Split the Difference. Negotiating as if your life depended on it. It's a book by Christopher Voss. It's it's an awesome book, dude. Like, you know, I, I've talked about this before. Like I, I run a business and I'm not a good negotiator, but I'm getting better and I'm working on it. I'm, and I'm investing my time and effort into like learning how to be good. And this book is awesome, not only because it teaches you like the psychology of how to negotiate and give you like some really cool tools, but the way it's presented is the the author. He was uh, one of the FBI's best lead negotiators with any like terrorists and that sort of stuff. And the way it works is he starts every chapter with a cool story of how he negotiated with some whether it was like a, a, st- a police standoff or something absolutely insane like some crazy terrorist um it's not all success either like he talks about like you know how he messed up certain things and i don't know it's really really neat it's a great book i, I absolutely love it so like it and it did kind of change my mindset and a lot of things so okay um, i don't know if you need that I- anybody needs that the but i highly recommend recommend never split the difference that's a, that's a Part of my transformation over the past couple of weeks, I, f- I feel that energy. It's pretty cool. Getting blackout drunk and reading books, I like your style. Yeah, um, listening to books. <laughs> I am actually going to move my third star up to my first star, so we're on the same page. We can talk about it together. Um, so I will, and I'm going to switch this up too because I initially had uh, a TV show, but I don't want to do back to back TV shows. But I will give a quick shout out to Blue Eye Samurai on Netflix. It's awesome. If you like anime, if you don't like anime, just watch it. It's also, it's for adults. It is not for fucking kids, <laughs> uh, but definitely check it out. It's awesome. Um, my, so I'm going to switch it up. I'm just going to go with uh, my second star being Spotify, because not only is it a platform uh, that you and I post, uh, you know, the Kraken pod to, but also they now, well, for the past month or so have included audiobooks as part of their subscription. So I am already a diehard Spotify user every single day, um, but their addition to audiobooks has been awesome. I was actually in the middle of reading, well, like three-fourths of a way of reading uh, Medium Raw by Anthony Bourdain, uh, discovered that that was on Spotify, so wrapped that up by listening does to the Does he narrate it? Did he, was it? He does narrate it, yeah. Oh, he, he, cool. he narrates that. Um, he also narrated uh, Kitchen Confidential, which is you know the, the book that propelled him to stardom i actually didn't think medium raw was that good but kinchin confidential is absolutely worth it um anyways uh and then i'm, I'm also i just finished uh, quentin tarantino's book uh as well i forgot the title of it but it's about cinema and he kind of goes through like um his his background and growing up in movies and, and different films and how they impacted him and culture and all that stuff so anyways it's been great so just shout out to spotify that will be my second star of the week Dude, that's exactly start of the week, rather. That's exactly how I listen to Never Split the Difference. I love it. Like I'm so there you go. Yeah, I have friends who are like, um, like, like. Do you listen to this book? Listen to this book. I was talking to my this guy's like, no, nah, I don't have the premium Spotify. I, I'm like, pay fourteen dollars a month for like access to all this stuff. I, I use it daily for everything. Podcast. I literally use it daily for hours. It's like, dude, you're getting your money's worth here. You're yeah. Fine. But the book thing was huge because every time I hear from like podcasts I listen to, they suggest a book. I look it up. It's there. The audio book is there on, on mm. Spotify. So yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. already into another negotiation book, which is pretty cool. So there you go. Future sponsors of the, of the, so watch the negotiator. Watch out. I, all negotiation all the time. That's it. Yep. There you go. Um, so basically you have, you have what left to talk about. You have Mardi Gras, right? That's it. No, I have another one. I'm going to move oh, okay. my, my first okay. star down to my two. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm rearranging things on the fly, so we're good. So the Disney trip was my number two. Uh, going to Disney was just great. And it was post the insanity of Mardi Gras. Um, so there was a little bit of haze there. But, but we went Saturday through uh, last Thursday. So we were there for like five days. And it was just, it was just fun. You know, we, 
uh, Meg and, and I've got three kids and we all, you know, stayed in the same room and it was exciting because we got up every morning. We had to use the app to get the first ride and do all the things. And we went to all the parks and the girls were now tall enough to get on all the rides. They couldn't go on a couple of years ago. So they were excited. Um, and we just had a blast, man. The, I will say this is the best ride. And we, I got to go on like, you know, bigger, better rides too, because I couldn't go on those last time because of the kids. Um, but there is a new ride that it's been there for like two years at Epcot. It's one of the newest rides at Disney. It's the guardians of the galaxy ride. Okay, dude. It was awesome. We went on it three times. It was, Oh wow. Super cool. And one thing that's underrated about Disney is, you know, I grew up going to like, you know, different roller coaster parks. Uh, you know, Cedar Point is um, in Sandusky, Ohio. I used to go there. And when you wait in line for these, because uh, the like the cheat lane that you could pay for didn't exist back then. You just had to wait in line for sometimes an hour or two to get on these big, bad new rides. My fucking nightmare. Yeah, it was. It was. But you just did it. It was part of how I grew up. And but the line literally it's like you're the whole line you're looking at just an endless sea of line. And it is like morally defeating, you know, because like mentally it's like, Oh God, look at that line. Disney's so good at everything when it comes to the experience, every ride they're excellent at changing like every 10 minutes or every five minutes, you're going around a new corner in line, or you're like, you're going to this new spot. You're looking at something new. Oh yeah. Smart. Even though that you're like in line for maybe an hour or whatever it might be, it doesn't feel that bad, which is kind of cool. So long story short is we went on this Guardians of the Galaxy ride and the experience is awesome because it's dark and you're going through space basically. And it's a roller coaster and the cars unlatch. So you kind of spin the whole time. So you're like spinning towards the focal point of the ride. So you're like, nice. honestly, that would make me vomit. I'm excited. It's not, but it's not like a, it's not a tilt a whirl spin. Cause that would make me, I can't do spinny rides anymore. It's a controlled. It just kind of like focuses your eyes on the things that are happening. As you go through like this space scene, you're kind of like flying around uh, like a moon at some point you're flying around like a screen. So you're on this roller coaster, but you're just kind of directed to look at this and look at that. It's so well done. So smooth. It's awesome. Um, we just had a blast. We did all the things we had. a uh, We had a uh, princess lunch in Cinderella's castle. That's where like you go, you have lunch and the, and the princesses come out and visit each table. And we, you don't know who you're going to get. And we got our favorite, uh, Disney heroine, um, not heroine, but like heroine is in like female hero. Oh, um, and that's drugs from the princess. You guys are having a great trip. Yeah. Merida from brave. Uh, she is like the Scottish, uh, princess, if, if you will. She was a uh, part of that mix and she was awesome. Did this interrupt you while you're eating? Like, Hey, yeah. What's up? You guys like your hot dogs. And just so you know, like the, now look, there are certain spots in, uh, Disney where food is pretty good. Right. And mm-hmm. and there's some really good food, especially Epcot. It's got some awesome spots for food. Um, some of the best, some of the best hibachi I've ever had. We've actually eaten there twice now. Cause we did it last trip and we did it this trip is at the, uh, uh, te- te- I think it's Tepin or Tepan, um, hibachi in, in Japan, in Epcot. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. It's amazing. It's authentic. It's so good. But back to the princess, meal is like you're the meal there is like oh yeah it's good but you're there for the experience you're there for the princesses and stuff yeah like that, which i was pretty excited too so long story short the whole thing was just like my wife and i keep saying like man because as we get into talk about mardi gras we we completely checked out you know what i mean like for the past yeah. this is joey talked about this earlier in the podcast is you know when you get into mardi gras season and things that are happening especially for us with the move and the disney trip is I allowed myself to only think about certain things in certain phases. Like during Mardi Gras, Meg had some big plans and I had some big plans. So like for like a week or so, I only thought about just making sure that was good. Then when Mardi Gras was wrapped up, we were able to start focusing on the Disney trip. And then we only focused on the Disney trip. Now we're back and the move is happening this week. And we're only focusing on the move and getting that done. So like when you get to March, we're able to, you know, really just focus on back to normal life and and having a new routine and that sort of stuff. So that brings me to Disney being awesome. We were only focusing on Disney. We just had a blast. 
It was so fun. Weather was perfect. It was like sunny and, you know, it was either 75 or, or, or 60, but the sun was out. We just had so much fun. Trip was great. We had a blast. Nice to be home. Let's talk about Mardi Gras. You go. I like it. I'm going to blow through my second star of the week oh, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. so yeah. we can get to Mardi Gras talk. My, my second star of the week is just a Mr. And Mrs. Smith on Amazon Prime. I hate that it came out on Prime. I wish this was a Netflix show. They would have done a better job of marketing it and maybe have rolled it out on an episode-by-episode basis. But I was skeptical um, because obviously you had the movie from years ago with Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie. But this was written, produced, and stars uh, Donald Glover, who is just brilliant mm-hmm. and to my surprise was a fantastic watch so if anybody is looking for something to watch yeah mr and mrs smith on amazon prime um is really 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 good i was very very uh surprised and also very happy with it same vibe as like the movie which is like a action movie but kind of not a really comedy. No. uh without giving anything away really it starts off with they basically uh him and his wife do not know each other at all. And you see them going through this process with like this AI of basically just agreeing to leave their past selves behind, cut off all contact from the world. And then it asks them, Hey, are you okay with having a partner? So they actually get partnered up together, um, you know, to be these agents, um, but they're also married and it's a lot less, uh, you know, Mr. Mrs. Smith, the movie, it was, you know, there's like the sexy stuff and all that. And don't get me wrong, like there's a little bit of that in this, but it's more about just uh, their relationship and that dynamic and not so much like the missions and stuff they go on, but it's really, really good. I was, I was very, uh, again, very surprised by it. And also the people that they have in that show to just play small roles, like Paul Dano is their neighbor and has like maybe five scenes total throughout like eight episodes. And he's, fantastic i mean he's so freaking good so i mean and there's a plethora of people that kind of just pop in throughout the series so you have to watch it mr mrs smith amazon prime okay that's i'm I'm definitely uh, your suggestions i'm gonna say joey's suggestions for shows are always really good so like you could start your own podcast just about like streaming shows that you find and watch and review them because i thought about it but that's a lot of work so extra work work. i have this three stars a week (laughs) so my Mardi Gras thing is going to be fairly short because we talked about this like last podcast. Really, uh, Megan had her crew and her rolling and all that sort of good stuff. Um, basically, what I did was I had a I was part of a walking crew on the Friday before Mardi Gras day. Um, so we went into New Orleans though on Thursday, and it was me and all like a bunch of buddies. Um, Joey's thinking about joining the same group next year, which I have to give it a few months before I talk about, uh, going back. Uh, yeah, so I'm sure you do. <laughs> so, um, but we went down on Thursday and we just had a blast. I was hanging out with the buddies and it was, pre- it was actually pretty, like it was pretty tame, but basically like I was just super pumped to be down there and just, again, nothing terrible happened other than at about 1030 at night. I said, gotta go right now and left and was done and by done i mean just not good just back to the hotel room passed out all the things woke up the next morning at like you know 9 a.m we were supposed to the walking crew day was that day um i just kind of went dark for the whole night and it was just like (laughs) gone i was just gone and i woke up just feeling like i didn't drink the entirety of the walking crew thing i was so hungover and it was like a, a, a little bit of a wake up call for me as in like, dude, like that was just way too much. Like I've got to start really like that hasn't happened in a long time, but it was also a good reminder to be like, I just need to make sure that like I'm in control of that stuff and making sure that I'm not, um, you know, going super hard because you know how it is. Like you're having a good time and like, you don't, you don't feel bad until you just feel bad. It just hits you. And and that's what happened. Cause we had beers and then we had wine. At dinner. Where were you? So we, so I stayed, uh, we stayed down in the quarter. Um, and we started off by going to, uh, a couple of different bars in the quarter. Then we had dinner at Mr. B's, uh-huh. which was awesome. Um, and by the time we got to Mr. B's pretty, pretty, Pretty up, up there, pretty yeah, lit you're, up. You're having a good time. We're ordered, and then we, and the pro- you know, what really the the problem is, is red wine. Ordered 
ordered red wine with dinner between like six people, we a couple bottles, and then we went to Twenty First Amendment. What the and hell is that? It's a bar. It's just a bar. It's like one of the countless bars down on you know Bourbon Street, down yeah. in the French Quarter. Okay, and hit, hit. I was hitting up um, my usual gin and tonics, and I was when I left the restaurant. I was okay. And then went and had a couple gin and tonics. And then like halfway through the second gin and tonic or might've been the third. I was like, lights out. I literally have probably 20 minutes to get back. And that's, that was a, that was before I just blackout status, just bad. And luckily nothing bad happened. I didn't do anything stupid other than just got out of hand with that. And I woke up and the next day and, and rightfully so, you know, my wife was like, where the hell were you? Like, what happened? And I was like, it just sucked going into Disney and life is house, good now. Hung over. Yeah. But I'm talking about this because I'm holding myself accountable for that. It's like, yes. I love to, I love to have a beverage or two, but like, that was it. I killed the old Jeff that night. That was it. I'm, uh, I'm still me, but I'm focused on a couple different things now. And that was a, we had an awesome Disney was after that. So like had an awesome Disney trip. Yeah. It was great to be with the family. Worked out awesome. But I will say this is there's going to be, there's going to be some stipulations. Should I rejoin that, that walking crew again? And and you know what stunk too is like self-imposed stipulations. No, 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 no. no, no. This, this is nothing to do with my wife. Like at all, this is all Jeff as stipulations as in this is, um, I, you know, not only did it was like that just sucked for my health and I just felt like shit, but like I didn't enjoy the next, the walking crew day, which is super yeah, fun. No, you gotta like, be ready for that. That's the best part. That's, I missed that. Like I, I didn't drink. I was just there. I, 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 you know, performed my walking crew duties, but the whole time I was just like, oh God, I feel horrible. And that sucked. Like I was, in, I, you know, luckily, like my buddies, like nothing bad happened, like yeah. at all. But I just, I literally felt bad. I didn't enjoy that day. Uh, you know, obviously had to like, you know, make good with Meg and all that sort of good stuff and, and everything's fine and nothing terrible happened, but still it's Mardi Gras, man. At the end of the day, yeah, Yeah. being miserable for the actual parade is, uh, that's, that's That's, the no bueno part. That's it. I really screwed up here. Yeah. Martin. Now the only last thing is Mardi Gras day in Disney. A lot of people (laughs) leave. So a lot of people stay for Mardi Gras, uh, in new Orleans, uh, and a lot of people leave and go like they go skiing, but a lot of people go to disney and on mardi gras day we were in the magic kingdom and we wore like mardi gras themed disney shirts that we had made and and a lot of people did so that was cool like to walk through disney and see everywhere mardi gras mardi gras people saying happy mardi gras happy mardi gras in disney so that was neat that was our disney mardi gras day experience that's a thing that blows my mind it's the family thing is like and a lot of it is people who have grown up here and and go to have gone to mardi gras their whole lives and then they just take a break for a couple of years or forever or yeah, whatever. And they go, on, they, up. they go on a trip and then that's what yeah. it is. So um, yeah. anyway, so tell me, yeah. how was your Mardi Gras? I'm excited to hear about your Mardi Gras day. I know you oh. love Mardi Gras day in New yeah. Orleans. How to go? I, so it's crazy because I had the most legitimate low key Mardi Gras that I've ever had because for as long as I've been doing it, basically, um, one, if not two of my best friends fly in for it, which as a result leads me to just go completely off the fucking rails. I mean, <laughs> I basically pull what you did um, in the story you just told uh, for like a week straight. I mean, like I'm nonstop, just obliterated. I mean, uh, just sloppy, sloppy. Um, I don't get in any trouble or anything, but I am just shit housed, And... Uh, <laughs> You know, as you get older, you know, those fucking days, it takes me two days to recover. Like like a full two, like the first day is the hungover day. And the day after that, I'm just, exa- my body's physically exhausted. By day three, I'm like, okay, time to start like doing laundry and shit. Now I'm lucky guy. I don't have kids, so I can afford to be a piece of shit. You do not, <laughs> you know, you do not have any flexibility there. So you're actually lucky that the next day you had like the walking crew and stuff. Because if you had to go back home, you're toast. Um, and cause there's no, you know, you don't get a break, man. It's like, you gotta be a dad all the time. So, um, yeah, but this year is more low key. Cause my friend actually funny enough, uh, shout out to baby Laney just had his first kid. So he could not come out, which is funny. Cause he still was considering it. His wife was like, you should go out there for it. She was born premature by like three weeks. So wow, that's awesome. And she was, she's okay. Baby's healthy. They're good to go. But, um, you know, I'm on the phone with him and his wife, who I'm also friends with, we know each other for a while. She's like, 
hey, if, if he wants to go out there, like let him go. And I'm like, dude, don't do it. Like you can't, you can't have a newborn baby and then peace out to Mardi Gras, just be hammered for a week. But anyways, that's good for congrats to them, and that's good yes. for her for being like that. That's really cool. And no, she she was all for it. She yeah, wasn't great. Like, you know, doing the thing where it's like, hey, good I'm saying it's cool, but I'm really yeah. testing you, and if you do, I'll fucking kill you. So no, um, he didn't come out. So yeah, it was. It was more low key. I specifically took, you know, a couple days off in between parades. I really only hit a couple parades. When I did, I only drank a little bit. Where I got into trouble was um, on God, what night was that? Saturday, yeah. And uh, so Saturday in Dimmy and Saturday. For those that do not know, that's the hmm. probably the biggest parade of all of Mardi Gras. And on top of that, there's the you know the extravaganza. Oh, yeah, you went to the extravaganza. I went to the extravaganza. I had the tuxedo. I did the whole thing. I went, had a blast. To my surprise, Flo Rida was actually like legitimately entertaining because he was just doing like banger after banger after banger after banger, like Lil John songs, Usher song, my song, like like back to back to back to back to back. And he went until you know two whatever in the morning. And everyone there is just so annihilated drunk. At one point, these random guys in front of me in the crowd had a bottle of like crown apple. And the next thing I know, I'm just the bottles upside down. I'm full, full blown chugging. Um, oh and God, I've done, I did that throughout the night with multiple bottles, tequila, uh, vodka. Yeah. So I was on another level. The shitty part is, is that my tuxedo jacket was taken. I think somebody took it by accident because oh. the, the place is huge. You're talking like, 15 to 20,000 people in a convention center just wasted and someone took it by accident. And as a result of that, I had to pay cause I rented my tux. So I had a good night, got home four, four 30, woke up, hung over, whatever. took a couple days off. A Mardi Gras day is where, is where it got weird. So that's, I mean, that's fat Tuesday for those that do not know. And I was, you know, in the, in the quarters, well, I was more like in the Marini slash quarter area, and I basically found this one DJ that I liked and proceeded to dance in the middle of the street with strangers for hours and hours and hours on end doing however many shots and drinks and whatever, just enjoying myself. I get all the way back home. By this point, I'm completely blackout. I get all the way back home. I shower. I lay down. I am told that I did not dry off. So I'm in bed soaking wet, cuddling my cat. And then I get a text the text is like, yo, you got to come out. And so I shoot straight up and like a, and like a real, real life psychopath throw on the clothes I was just wearing. And I Uber back out to the party for Mardi Gras day where I proceed to have a round two where again, there was nothing going on upstairs. And uh, all of my friends were like, wait, you went back out. Like after you were in that shape at like, I don't know what time it was, four or five. And I was like, yep, got home back around 11 um, and don't remember pretty much any of the second part of being back out, which I was out for hours. Uh, one of my buddies, uh, he was on the news doing like an interview. He was blocked out for that. We don't remember any of that. Videos got sent to us. So yeah, anyways, long story short, it was a great time. I mean, Mardi Gras day truly is like the happiest day of the year. It's really hard to like encapsulate just like the vibes of the day and how happy and just like joyous and like celebratory everyone is it's like the craziest costumes. I had like glitter all over my face, like some crazy hat, with like goggles and like this jacket and like gold shirt and gold sneakers. Like it was awesome, man. So it's, it's like the best Halloween party you've ever been to on steroids with like thousands of people in the middle of the street. So, and then, and then at the end of the day, you know, you wake up on Wednesday, like I did and, wake up still drunk because you proceeded to drink for 12 hours or whatever it was. And uh, yeah, so that was my, uh, that was my Mardi Gras day. Again, didn't do anything, didn't do anything too stupid or anything like that. Uh, but I did go a little bit overboard and it took me about two and a half days to recover. So, Well, dude, I mean, that's what you do though. Like with Mardi Gras, that it is what you do. So I, you know, like I felt alone in my moment of like, Oh God, but like, Hearing your story and also too seeing the countless amounts of other stories, which is it, it that's just it just happens. It is what it is. Some people, you know, enjoy Mardi Gras in different ways, but that's just how a lot of people do it. And you lived it up. And that's why it only happens uh two weeks uh out of the year, you know. So thank God, because I would legitimately be dead. So yeah, yeah. But um, you know, it's it it's a special time, and then when it's done, it's nice to not 
have it happen for a very long time. It feels incredible. <laughs> it's, uh, it, yeah, I'm, it I'm very happy. Every year, I'm very happy I participate. It's like you said, it's, it's a great time. And then I am also very happy it is over with as well. So should, yeah. should we clip this section and send it to the New Orleans Tourism Board and like see if, hey, if you want to use this uh, to promote Mardi Gras, feel free to use this audio. Yeah, I mean, we could. We could do that. I think so. Totally yeah, think so. Let's do it. Um, anyway, well, dude, I'm glad Mardi Gras is done. I do feel the springtime push for good things to happen, not only for the Kraken Pod, but I, I, do, I do feel like... and. And correct me if I'm wrong, is your original panic button date from a month or two ago yes. was against the Canucks, was it not? Uh, I believe it was. But again, I see what you're doing because you play Vancouver tomorrow night. The My panic button wasn't relying solely on that game. It was more like a period of time to get an understanding of who this team is this season. But yes, it was against Vancouver. So good memory on that. So I do kind of think that, you know, like playoff panic button is probably tomorrow night. I think they, they let one oh, get away against the Red Wings, who's who probably is a playoff team. The Canucks, yeah. st- arguably, well, they are the best team in the NHL. Still grinding along, crushing it. Uh, so let's see what's going on. Also, too, I'd like to say, in the Fantasy Hockey League that I pay attention to... Oh, um, not the one that we do for the Kraken Pod? The Kraken no, Pod Fantasy Squad? Okay. The, the, there's the free one. There's the, the, we're the free one, the Kraken Pod one. And I'm going to make a trophy, especially if I, I want to be. give it to myself. I, yes, I pay uh, I pay to be in. Is My two starting goaltenders uh, for the week, my team goaltenders are Vancouver and the Kraken. So yeah. I hope the Kraken win one to nothing. That'd be awesome if they could win one to nothing. That'd be fantastic. Well, we went over stats a couple weeks ago, Jeff, and we both know how rare that is in the NHL. So <laughs> it's going to happen tomorrow night. I'll take a, I'll take a two to one. I'll take a two to one. Win. How about this? We'll negotiate two to one win. Much more. The second goal is an, is a, or say a three to one win, but the second goal is an empty netter. Oh, I like that. Okay. Cause you know, when, when we do empty nets, it's great. When it happens to us, it's depressing. Yeah. So that's a, that's a, a crack and win. Two to one. I'll make a bet on that to happen. I'm sorry. Three to one. Empty net goal. There you go. So I'm going to do the over under. I'm going to make a good, good vibes parlay bet for tomorrow night. That's what I'm going to will upon myself there. So, okay. There you go. There you go. And we're back watching games. I'm very, I'm excited. Yeah. It's good to get back in the swing of things. And this weather has been awesome. So I'm pumped. I'm ready to rock. Let's go, baby. Oh, flag football starts this weekend too. So let's go. All right. Anyway. (laughs) Have an Let's awesome go week. Let's go, Buffs. You're cracking. Yeah, the buff. The I'm getting the. I'll take a picture and I'll share it with you because we're getting the jerseys tonight. The Buffs jerseys are tonight, baby. Dude, please do. I'm I'm super pumped. Yep. So we'll get that, and uh, you're gonna get you to a game. 100. percent You're coming over here. I'll come out. I'll come out to a game. We'll do All it. All right. Awesome. Um. But anyway, have an awesome week. Let's go cracking. We can do this. We're there. We're we're right there. We the boys just have to go get it. So boys, go get it. And we're gonna leave you with our cracking pod chirp of the week. Thanks for listening. In my chair, I'm relaxing. I'm getting blackout drunk, and you're leaving me alone.